News Talk Breakfast. In association with AIR. Do anything anywhere with high-speed 4G mobile data coverage across 96% of the population. This this is News Talk. Dublin is now one of the worst cities in the world to be a driver with commuters spending almost 250 hours stuck in cars travelling at less than 10 kilometres per hour last year. This is according to new research that now shows Dublin commuters spent more than 10 full days in their car in 2018. So to discuss this, we're joined by Brian Caulfield, who's a professor in the School of Engineering at Trinity College Dublin. Brian, I want to know, were you surprised by these findings this morning? Um, I'm not that surprised by the figures. Um, these studies come out um, often that do global indices of congestion, and Dublin doesn't normally fare all that well. But if you look at the, if you look drill down into the data that's been published, uh, while we're very bad in terms of the amount of time that's lost, um, Dublin is actually 52nd when it comes to the most congested cities in the world. So just explain exactly what what does that mean. Basically, what they do is they use what we call floating car data. So they use data from sat-navs that have been anonymized, and they compare how long it takes to travel um, a kilometre in all of the different cities around the world that they look at. And what they found in Dublin was um, the reason that it's the headline is that the amount of time that we're spending in our cars is much more than... um, many of our other global counterparts. Okay, so basically what, we're, what we have here, we've got drivers now in Dublin, they're travelling at the, the slowest city centre speeds. The average, um, I think in the report, was about 9.6 kilometres per hour during peak time. So it's not necessarily the distance, Brian, am I right in saying this, that people are travelling. It's the fact that they're driving at such a slow speed as a result of the, uh, the traffic congestion. That's correct. It's it's the slow speeds and the time that's been lost. And one of the things that you can look at this in a positive way is that um, it shows people how long they're spending in their cars alone. I think the report says something like 10, 10 days. 10 a year. full days in 2018. I mean, if you just picture what it would be like to sit in your car for 10 days. Exactly, exactly. And people, people out there have a picture of that right now. But um, if you look at the average bus speeds in the city are around 15 kilometres an hour, which is a, a good bit faster than sitting in your car. So it kind of gives that comparison um, to people that are making their choices on mm. how they commute. Okay. I can just hear people this morning, Brian, sitting in their car saying, well, it wouldn't take me 9.6 kilometres per hour to travel um, at that speed if there were more lanes, if the roads are wider, if there was bigger public transport options. Is that something you'd agree with? Uh, completely. Um, in terms of public transport, definitely, that if there were more options available, then people would, um, they may have more viable alternatives to get out of their car and onto public transport. Um, when it comes to more investment in lanes in the city centre, space for cars in the city centre, that's not there. Um, one of the things I always say is that we have a space problem when it comes to transport, uh, not really a transport problem, and the amount of space that we dedicate to the private car is limited because we have to dedicate more space to mass transit to get more people into the same vehicle. And I could just, you know, picture right now people travelling along the canal, just crawling along at that incredibly, you know, slow speed um, at which cars are moving. They're obviously looking to the left of them and saying, you know, if they're travelling in from the north side, thinking the buses, the taxis are flying by. So it's a probably a, 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 an argument about how we divvy up the space that we actually have there. Exactly, it is an argument about as to where this space comes from, uh, how we how we use this space, and how we use it the most effectively. But, but when it comes to like one of the other things about this congestion is that the people that are driving slowly 
the amount of um, pollutants that they're putting out into the atmosphere, the amount of NOx, the amount of PM particulate matter into the air as well. That's another thing to take into mm. account. And that's why I suppose city planners need to dedicate more space to, to greener and more sustainable um public transport then to the car. There'll be some who'll say, Brian, just in terms of that level of pollutant that you mentioned there, that perhaps a congestion charge might be the way to go. Would that be a way of solving this? Congestion charges have worked very successfully around the world. Um, one of the, It's kind of a carrot and stick approach where you put in the carrots first and a city like Stockholm um, that has a congestion charge and will be a similar size to Dublin, they put all their carrots in first in terms of more public transport offerings, better bus lanes, better rail services, and then introduce the congestion charge. So I think we're still somewhat away from a congestion charge in a city like Dublin um, when we don't have the the public transport that could actually cope if people switched over to it. Okay, we'll leave it there for the moment. My thanks to uh, Brian Caulfield, Professor in the School of Engineering at Trinity College Dublin for joining us here on News Talk Breakfast this morning.